Tiara Vian, and welcome to a spooky special edition of Untold Arizona. On this podcast, we tell unusual stories about the state. Now we've turned the storytelling over to you. We asked our listeners to send their Arizona ghost stories to the show during the month of October, and listeners have certainly delivered. Are you afraid of things that go bump in the night? Well, Paul Morris of Tempe isn't. At least, he didn't think so until one night when he was working late at Arizona State University's Virginia G. Piper Writer's House. I'll begin by cautioning you that I don't believe in ghosts. I'm just not a believer in the afterlife. What we have when alive is plenty. But we live in a state filled with ghost stories. And that's to be expected when you have gunfighters, gold miners, old hotels, and of course, old graveyards. Places where you'd expect ghosts. But I found stories of ghosts in unexpected places, like our three state universities. Down in Tucson, at the University of Arizona, I heard about Maricopa Hall. Students often hear women arguing and screaming in the middle of the night. Of course, if you spend time on any campus, you'll hear people arguing and screaming just about every night of the week. There's even a haunted fountain over by Old Main. Throughout the years, the fountain, a memorial to 13 students who died in World War I, has had a number of mysterious problems. Maintenance crews complain it overflows and sprays or drains for no apparent reason. I had the same problem in my house until I put in new pipes. I do have the name of a good plumber if they need it. Centennial Hall, the performing arts theater, boasts an apparition, a man with a crazy laugh who plays the piano late at night and randomly moves furniture. This actually describes me on some evenings after I've had a drink. Northern Arizona University in Flagstaff has its Morton Hall, where a ghost makes the lights flicker, pulls blankets off beds, and pulls down posters. Weeping can be heard at night. Remember, this is a college. Weeping is normal. I myself may or may not have wept over a list of German verbs once or twice in my life. So, here's my story. I worked on the campus of Arizona State University. At one point, my office was in the Virginia G. Piper Writer's House, a small cottage by Old Main. I liked the building. It was the home of a college president for some years, and we were told it was the first building on campus to have air conditioning. Poet Robert Frost spent the night there after a reading, and now the creative writing department uses it for classes and offices. It's a peaceful place, and I sometimes found students asleep on the sofa in the living room. The house came with an odd story, though. The wife of a university president lived here with her family, we heard she became an invalid and lived on the second floor until her death. Over the years, students reported seeing a person dressed in a bathrobe and wearing a hat passing by the second-story windows. One semester, I taught a class in the evening that ended at 9 p.m. Afterwards, I'd go upstairs to my office. I'd sometimes work up there for a while, enjoying the quiet. One night, I was answering emails, and then... I felt a change in the room. The room suddenly became cold, frigid. Something was different, dramatically different. Almost like I'd been startled 
and was no longer alone. All the hairs on my arms stood up. Extreme goosebumps. Then the hairs on my neck stood up. The little hair I have on my head stood at attention. Even the hairs on my back raised up. I was in a cold sweat, but I saw nothing in the room. It was a cascade of sensation that wouldn't stop. It was strange, even frightening. What happened next? I am a sensible person. I got up from my desk without pausing to shut down the computer and left the room. I went down the stairs, in a dignified exit, of course, and out of the building. My hair follicles began to relax. I locked the door and went home. Everything was normal again. I did go back to work in that office, but never had that same experience again. Others in the building tell their own stories about odd things that happened. But when I moved to another building, nothing interesting ever happened in my new office, which I kind of like. Happy Halloween to you all. Oh, okay. Well, I personally get scared at everything, so that's a great first story to get us started. Our second tale comes from Heather Cronroth of Scottsdale, who told us about a particularly spooky house guest. In 1998, my husband and I moved up from Tucson back to Phoenix and bought a house on 32nd Street between Indian School and Thomas. It was a house built, depending on what you look up the record, sometime between 1948 and 1950. And it was a very happy house. It had great energy. And everyone that came in talked about what lovely energy the house had. About a year after we moved in, I got up one night to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, like you do. And I was walking back into the bedroom when my husband walked past me. And I thought, I wonder what he's getting up for. And as I climbed back into bed, he was sound asleep in the bed. That made me sit right up and think, what was that that just went by me? Because it was a person who walked by me. I could feel it. I could feel the wind. I could feel everything. So in the morning, I tell my very sensible Catholic husband that there's a ghost in the house, and he just stares at me and smiles and says, oh, okay. About a month later, the same thing happens. I get up. I walk back into the bedroom. He walks past me get in bed, there he is. Tell him again, he's very kind about it. Fast forward about three more months, when evidently he got up in the middle of the night, and when he came back into the bedroom, I walked past him. And the next morning he said, do you know we have a ghost in this house? And we decided it was a woman, and the dogs would see it from time to time. But evidently she was quite friendly, because the house had great energy. And when we sold the house, we sold it initially to a family with a lot of children. And our theory is they were too noisy and she finally had to move out. All right. Well, at least they think she was friendly, right? Now from the be careful what you wish for category, Carol Lee of Phoenix had a brush with an apparition while taking a ghost tour behind the streets of downtown Mesa. My story starts about 10 years ago. I signed up for a ghost walk tour of downtown Mesa here. The organizers had kind of like split us up into small groups and led us along those oldest two blocks on Main Street. I think it's like around Robson or Hobson or something. Um, 
But we were going in and out of shops and one of them they pointed out, they said, that bakery next door to this art gallery, they both have instances where things are flying off the shelves. And then we were just in and out, we crossed the street to the other side of the block. And my encounter actually occurred. This was, I think it was a secondhand store next to this bookstore. I think they're still there. Uh, but we went below ground. It was like a basement. And there was surplus decorations, building materials. And one of the guides moved some of those objects away. And they'd been covering a hole in the basement wall. It was kind of like weird. And then it opened up. And when we all got to look in, there's like tunnels. So you could see train tracks. Like, um, kind of like the ones you see in mine shafts. And while peering into this blackness, I felt like this giant blast of cold air. And then something tugged really hard up against my leg. And I thought maybe someone had brought their dog along, or maybe it was a cat that like belonged to the store owners. Sometimes you see that. Well, I looked down and there was nothing there. A few of the people in my group that were lined up against that wall, they asked me, they said, well, what's wrong? You look like you've just seen a ghost. And I, I looked, I'm like, I think I just felt a ghost. Now it's time to take a trip back above ground on the haunted highway known as the 51. Maggie Muma was traveling with her family a few years ago when they couldn't believe what they saw in the car next to them. My ghost story happened about six years ago. I was with my whole family. We were in the car. We were driving to a band concert from when I was in high school band. And I specifically remember the stretch of freeway that we were on. We were driving along the 51, kind of like the part where it goes through Piestawa Peak. Um, And we passed by this old brown car Um, definitely like something from the early 50s or late 40s even. It was kind of like a hazy brown color and um, I guess it passed us. And as it went by, I noticed the people in the car looked very pale and they were all facing forward, like super, sitting super upright and they were old. There were two men and two women and something I remember was that they were alternated. So like there was a man in the driver's seat and then a woman in the passenger seat. And then like in the back, it was swapped. And they kind of looked like wax figures, like dressed up in a museum. They were dressed very formally and old fashioned. Uh, The men had hats and my entire family, we all saw it, but we didn't say anything until it passed. And as we kept driving, we tried to look for the car again, and we couldn't find it. And we didn't know if this was because we took a turn on the road, but we could not find it and catch up to it. It seemed to disappear. It was definitely strange, and it had a eerie, ghostly feel to it. Hey, thanks so much for listening to KJZZ's Untold Arizona Ghost Stories Edition. I'm Tiara Vianne. 
This episode was produced by me and Nick Sanchez of The Show, with help from show executive producer Amy Silverman and digital editor Sky Shout. Do you have an untold Arizona story of your own? Drop us a line on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using the hashtag UntoldArizona. And check out our Facebook group where you can connect to more people who love a good Arizona tale as much as you do. Did you like this podcast? Please subscribe and rate it wherever you listen. And if you're looking for more Arizona news and storytelling, visit podcasts.kjzz.org or search for KJZZ on any podcast app. If you liked this episode, please help us tell even more great stories. You can head over to donate.kjzz.org to contribute. And this is a KJZZ original production. Until next time, happy Halloween. <laughs>